Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jerry Free coming to you live from the West Village of Manhattan. That's right. Every Monday with here with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for coming out each week. Thank you for telling a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. I want to thank you because I don't got a billboard. I don't got commercials on the TV. I just got you and your big fat mouth. Spreading the word, singing the J Train gospel. Fa la 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 la. Here's your new cast. That's me every single Monday. And that's you singing to your friends. You should listen to this chubby man. Tell your friends, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears will take the earless community as well. And I want to say, um, if you're listening right now, um, we we talk about Patreon sometimes. Patreon is 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 killing it. People really do enjoy it. If you want two extra podcasts a week for five dollars a month, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. And we do Coffee with J Train, which is really like Shelby, I would Shelby Shelby doesn't have a mic. We 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 understand. Shelby's off mic. We've we the oh we've heard from you, the audience. They want to hear from you, Shelby, but I will speak for you. I can give your subtle nods to the crowd. The coffee with J Train is like going into my notebook and just me telling stories. If you like that type of stuff, you're gonna love it. I I and Shelby, our response to Coffee with J Train is like it's pretty amazing. People love it, right? Through the roof. Through the roof is what he said. You can't hear him, he has no mic, but through the roof. Through the roof. So we also do a luxury lounge Patreon, which the luxury lounge on Patreon people love because I read all luxury lounge issues from the week before. If you comment on the luxury lounge, and this is only Patreon only, if you want to guarantee your issue be heard, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. I'm also doing live shows. People, if you're in the Athens, Georgia area, this week, I'm doing a live, kind of live, semi-live UA podcast. So go, 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 uh, University of Georgia. But also, I'm going to be in Columbus this weekend, Newark, Madison, Tampa, La Jolla, Huntsville, Nashville, Dayton, Albany. JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com for tickets. And really, you guys keep sending your emails because we're getting tons of luxury lounge emails. Um, the J Train podcast emails, they've tapered off, but they're still the most interesting. You know, they're the most, I mean, I'm looking at them right now. We got great emails today. Shelby's going through the inbox. So J Train podcast at gmail.com. We also want to keep encouraging screenshot emails. We love a screenshot. We love to get in the weeds and figure out what's going on. Um, so keep sending your emails, J Train podcast at gmail.com. Also, last but not least, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Hi, YouTube land. Look at, we have a whole new background. We got kumquats on the walls. It is like you've, it's like you, you entered into my jungle. So get on the YouTube, youtube.com slash Jared Freed. Subscribe, subscribe to the channel. That's very helpful, whether you're a YouTube person or not. Here's what I'll say to you. You might not be a YouTube person. Maybe you're listening to this podcast. Go check it out and subscribe to the channel. It's there for when you need it. When do you need YouTube? I would say the way I use YouTube it's probably a lot like this audience. You're not like a, it's not like you're streaming on your TV. There's some of you who are out there, but I will say this. You're probably like a Sunday night, one in the morning, can't sleep. You're on a YouTube kind of rabbit hole. And you're like, what am I doing here? And then wouldn't you like to have the option of your boy, Papa JT, the Wizard of Oz, just lulling you to sleep? 
So go subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash Jared Freed. Very excited for today's guest. Returning to the podcast, um, back on the show, Jamie Kilstein, thank you for coming on. Hi, buddy. My YouTube rabbit holes, thats you just described me, have been yeah. so sad because it's just been breakup stuff. So, so is there I a would... breakup side of YouTube? Yeah. Well, it's... Maybe we'll end up on it. Maybe the... this is where this- Well, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, oh, I wonder if Jared's got, because I got to the point, you know, like Jay Shetty. Like, I don't. He was the dude who he's just this. He has everything. He's this super hot guy from okay. London who also went to become a monk, and so then he was a monk for a while. But then <laughs> this is came, what hot people do. They're just like, I'm yes, gonna yes. take a minute and be a monk, be a monk, and then come back and write a best selling book about like how to be a monk. But he's also See, still super fucking hot, so he gets like. That he's like enlightened, bro. I would love to see how this person accomplishes tasks. I always wonder because, like, when I do something hotly, that's it, hotly, they're doing it and they're just being hot. Ugh. But when I do something, when I'm like, I gotta get this thing done, yeah. it's me doing the thing, yeah. and then also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, right. you know, like I'm I'm doing things in like one minute increments. Yeah. I have to believe that someone like that who goes and becomes a monk and yeah. then comes and writes a best selling book, yeah. they're just the most hyper focused. Like they're that's really nice. good at cutting out the noise. That's what it is. That's what it is. Because and they're not. How much smarter is Hottie McHatterson, London Monk, right. than me and right. you? Nah, well, I is, think their focus is better. It's be able, it, it being able to shut off the voice that makes us funny. Yeah, which is fair. Why, so it's like, all right, you got all that, but are you self-deprecating and hateful and hilarious yeah. like me and Jared? No. Is there something in your head that goes, "What are you doing? What are you doing? You piece what of are shit? You, what you're are really you're fucking, fucking up. garbage." Oh, you, we talked about this. I, I mean. This was we taped an episode uh, of Luxury Lounge before this, right. uh, and and so that it'll be coming out on Thursday. Yes. So Sean Patton was the guest, and we I were saw him walk out, and I was like, "Do all comics live in this building?" And then I figured it out. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, "You were with Jared." There's a yeah. There's a whole. They had to. He had to come to Feather Nation Studios yes. to yes. you know tape this wonderful show. But we were talking about that voice in your head cool. that kind of like pesters you mine's yeah. like a jewish mom yeah. mine's just like who 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 has a third vodka soda yeah who who just you know it's like even like little things like if i'm on the like if i go pee in the bathroom and yeah. i get a little sprinkle on the toilet yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't clean up the toilet after you're done okay it's so like the only thing that keeps me in line this, is the embarrassment do you have a voice like so that? this is disconcerting so me and my ex right before we broke up, we're actually talking about this, where she had two girlfriends over. Mm. And she goes, you know, my two girlfriends, they they have voices when they hear it. Like one's like, you know, kind of like yours. Like it's like, it's not their voice. It's like low pitched and kind of like evil, self-hating. And my ex Amy, she goes, you know, mine's just my voice. So like, I guess they're more depressed than me. And I go, uh-oh, mine's just my voice. Uh-oh. And I think what that <laughs> means is like, your guy's, voice is like hilarious and comical like sure. it's a wacky jewish mom yeah whereas mine is just hey it's fucking you it's jamie and you're garbage i guess you know what's interesting about that i guess the the closer the voices is to your own yeah. the closer you are to like you know like i just like dealing with real yeah. anxiety yeah. like i have anxiety i gotta like, give it like a right? british accent because this is like yeah very you gotta make it fun i gotta make it fun yeah. you gotta have a cartoonish voice like mine's a jewish mom i'm like come on estelle right, shut the right. fuck up yeah, you're always gonna be alone i'm yeah. like okay all right i, can, I like that i can <laughs> vibe a, with that <laughs> for sure yeah because at least it makes it ridiculous but i would i would assume like just like a you horn know, after I would, yeah i would love like a, a true psychologist to be like no when the voice is closer to yours that's right. a you know well, you're dealing with real or more real so this is actually what meditation is. So a lot of people, they stop meditating because they're like, I can't keep my brain still. Like, that's why I never meditated. Mm. But 
you're supposed to have thoughts. Like even monks will have thoughts. The 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 rep, like if you're thinking of it as like being at the gym or whatever, the rep is actually having the thought, bringing it back to the breath. So if you have thoughts, it's actually good. It's mm-hmm. fine because you're getting the the rep in. And then what that does is when you do have that voice, you're never going to make that voice go away, but you can at least chill out and be like, okay, I'm probably not going to be alone forever. And I have had breakups like this and I have been this sad before and really I just need to give it time. And I guess Amy and I weren't right for each other instead of just spiraling and spiraling and spiraling. that's kind of what are you in is. like so you you seemingly yeah. into this like holistic like you're always looking for answers yes i would say that that about you yes. like you're always looking for a place in the world of self-improvement where there's a new strategy every day i just don't want to my one of my biggest pet peeves is the person that's just kind of like, and I probably used to do this, Mm. where they're just like, I'm just the jealous guy, or like, Mm. I'm just the blackout drunk, or whatever it is, where it's like, you know, one of the things that we were trying to do in this relationship that I thought was good. So you're recently, for the listeners at home, you're recently out of a relationship. Just broke up. Just broke up. Fled to New York for a week and (laughs) And was like, I'm going to do podcasts. I'm going to go to the J Train podcast. She got bangs. (laughs) I went on the J Train podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's how it goes. This is the bangs of podcasts. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, but one of the things, and I want to take this into my next relationship is like, I'm okay. Not only okay with being wrong, I would almost, it's a relief if I go, oh, mm. that was shitty that I did that. Therefore, I'm going to stop doing that or I'm going to talk to my therapist, whatever it is, so that I can make the fights end. I think so many times people just double down on their bullshit or insecurities mm. because they don't want to admit that they're wrong. Well, and then you just keep repeating the same problem over and over again. Well, it is it is like you see it on dating apps where you'll see people like, well, you have to be able to get my sarcasm. Like, oh, I know. And, and you go, well, you could bomb sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah. and maybe the sarcasm didn't what work. What if you're not funny? <laughs> yeah, what if it? What if it came off as not sarcastic? Dude, anytime someone's just like, "I'm the funny one," I'm like, "You're the loud drunk." Uh, the, the, the funniest people are the nuanced. people who don't think they're funny. Yes, you know? the funniest ones are the ones that they hate themselves. They have. <laughs> if you are listening to this and you're funny, I apologize for your trauma. Essentially, <laughs> is what it is. That's why I'm funny. When people are like, "How do you structure a joke?" I'm like an alcoholic mom. Like that's what I did. I don't know, dude. Everyone go follow Jamie at the Jamie Kilstein on Instagram. Yes. Go, go, go. And you have a podcast. Fuck up's guide to the universe. A so fuck up, I, yes. a fuck up's guide to the universe. It is, is, is it in the vein of this podcast? You're receiving emails, yeah, giving advice. Yeah, yeah, is that yeah. what's going and, on? And uh, kind of from th- this idea, I mean, still have guests. The guests are all over the place. So mm-hmm. like John Cleese from Monty Python just did it. Uh, but also like you've done it. And mm-hmm. so I've had like comics, but then also self-help people. And the idea is that I'm not coming at it from this self-help place of like, yeah, I just wake up and I go in my cold tub and I have my like superfood, whatever. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I can tell you what to do because I fucked that up. Like I got I, fired from here. I had a divorce. I mm-hmm. did all this. And then what you said very nicely where it's like, I am consistently trying to get better through all of that yeah you're open i i would say just from an outsider's perspective it seems you're open to hey th- w- they this might help you ha- yeah this version yeah, yeah 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 this version like the idea that you're following a hot monk yes and <laughs> like <laughs> and not i would see yeah. hot monk and i'd be like get the fuck out fuck of here Jay fuck this Shitty, dude. dude yeah i, I don't need this guy whole you see hot the monk. airport yeah you see hot monk and you go oh right, let's see what, what this guy can is. i maybe, learn maybe. from hot monk yeah that's it well and you know it's funny and i'm so glad like we became friends mm-hmm. because i it's hard to find people who 
will give advice, have enough empathy to do that, but also still have cynical comedy. Because no matter how self-help rabbit hole I get, no matter how much I meditate or go down a hot monk rabbit hole, like <laughs> I still have the inner comic in my head. I'm of still course. just like, Man, this is bullshit or, yeah. or whatever. You have to have like, I think healthy cynicism is, and That's especially it. for dating relationships, you know, you know, you everyone especially like I'm, I bring it back to the dating apps because it's I think a relatable thing to the listeners where you go you know I look at these apps I'm like oh, come on but like we're all putting on a show on here we're all on stage tap dancing yeah. to try and see if someone likes our dance Dude, you know so what? it's I, a version of you yeah I tried to like rebound I was like I'm gonna get on tinder just because I was mm. sad and I lasted like a day and uh, what I noticed was that <laughs> I thought like the girls who the women who wrote back to me were ones where I like opened up positive or whatever. But the ones that were left on red, I thought this was me being like realistic. I would open up with something like, man, we got to get out of this fucking cesspool. Tinder. No, like almost making fun of Tinder yeah. because I assume uh, all regular people are like, yeah, this is a fucking nightmare. Get me out of it. But essentially, I think what I'm saying to them is like, hey, you're in this garbage dump of a place. I'm going to point it out. Yes. And instead of like, hey, this is a fun negative thing. on the app. Don't work. I, well, it I don't work. I didn't it, even think you know well, because because it, because my response to you would go, what are you doing here? What are you doing? Right. You know, you're here. We're you know, isn't it garbage here? It's like I, yeah, we're sitting in the same it, fucking garbage. garbage yeah, can, it you was know? me like, trying to be almost like too cool. Like, hey, you're really cool. We shouldn't be here. Let's get out of here. I know. Well, th- then they go, but I'm dancing at this party. I know. I know. I'm at the well. The reason I deleted it too, I just well two things. I'm not I'm not like hot guy you see a picture and you go fuck yeah. I'm like we meet somewhere and they're like, "Oh, this average guy is really charming and nice." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so it plays to all of my weaknesses and insecurities, but also I'm dude, I found myself saying this the other day where I literally told my brother and I sounded like I was 80. Mm. I was just like, I just want to meet a nice girl at a coffee shop. <laughs> like that's where well, I'm at. It, it is funny. Then you get to the coffee shop and you're sitting there. Like I've been there at the coffee shop holding my coffee, headphones in, looking yeah. down at my yeah. phone. Then you see like a cute girl across the coffee shop and you yeah. go, and in your head you go, you know, go, you know, the Jewish woman. Talk to her. Yeah. Why don't you talk to her? <laughs> yep. What do you do? You, you, yep. you say you want to meet in a coffee shop. Here she Why is. Don't you? And then you go, you're going, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to talk to them. Yeah. I'm going to talk to them. And you go, I got nothing to say. I got nothing to say. And that's, you know, the apps are a crutch. Yeah. The apps yeah. are, you know, take away, you know, because you can only win on the apps. You match or you don't know. Although I thought about this, is the don't know a lot of subconscious rejections? I don't, I, I think it can be. Yeah. I, I, you can look at it that way. Yeah. But like, so the other day I got a, I, there was a woman, I'll read it right here. Yes. Um, I was, I'm on Hinge. Hinge is the one I like the most. I think people like it. I think because it's more purposeful. Yes. You like, you don't swipe. You can say a thing. There's things being said. Yeah. So I had a woman that wrote to me. Um, so I, I'm going to read this and I'm not trying to embarrass this person, the, this person, but I, I want to hear your take on this because this goes under the category shelby i think this is a good thing for our listeners so this goes under the category of like you know we just want to be on these apps to not feel like rejection right (laughs) that's what we want for sure you know and and if this conversation happened in real life it would make actual sense. Well, you know what's funny? I think that's why I deleted it because I I didn't even delete it where I was like, fuck this. There's, I had a bunch of conversations and I think I was just like, okay, 
uh, women still like me. I'm good. Delete. Like, you're right. I oh. just wanted to feel uh, something. And, that's, and, and, you know, there's good and bad to that. Because right. the dating app gets you out there because it's the nudge of you won't feel rejection. Right. And then, you know, the bad part is you're like, oh, I, maybe all I needed was the dopamine of a match. And then there's someone right. on the other side of that that goes, why they stop fucking talking? What did I right. say wrong? Right, 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 right. So, right. like, I get, so okay, on, yeah, on Hinge, there's the, you know, there's I respond to a, a prompt. Yep. Her prompt was, and this was March 28th, okay? okay. I will admit it was at 2.05 a.m. <laughs> Okay, I will admit, but I caught myself super liking someone at like six a.m. and I was like, oh. Again, to me, I don't think of the time. Yeah. Some people look at the time; they go, "Oh, they were drunk." I'm sure. um, Monday at two o five a.m. I guess it's a Sunday night. Yeah. It's a late for a Sunday. I, I will say, sure. But I would say that we yeah, work at night. We do here. shows, you yeah, know. Yeah, so yeah. her prompt said, "We'll get along if." You're also down to be spontaneous. Great. Which to me is a very vague, vague yeah. not a lot to grow, jump on, but I was like, they're cute. Yeah. And again, when the guy looks at an app, I, I would say it goes cute, prompt, let's go. Yeah, spontaneous is like 13. What do you mean? Are they spontaneous? Well, like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm like, why would I talk to someone on a right. dating app? It's I am attracted. Yeah. And then it's let's Then it's the like, prompts. oh, are they clever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, sure. it's not prompts then attractive. Right. And I think women look that way too, but I'm saying there I think a lot of women give guys more chances. Okay. Oh, look how fun, you know what? So, I saw we'll get along if if you're also down to be spontaneous. Okay. okay, so I responded to it. I think I'm up for that. Most spontaneous thing you've done recently? That was my question. Okay. So, I'm I think I'm up for that. Most spontaneous thing you've done recently? And then they they accept me. Yes, you know on Hinge. Yeah, you can, yeah, yeah. But they didn't write anything back. So now we've matched. Yeah. No talk. Right. I asked a question. No answer. Best case, you're the double text guy, which isn't great. So looking. not great. And, and I don't want to be that guy. It's not like you just like said a funny thing. She liked it, and then you can go, "Hey, what's the most spontaneous thing?" Exactly. You're yeah. you're you're nailing it. Yeah. You're right. So then I wrote back because. Again, I think they're cute. Sure. I'm let me give this a shot. Why not? The next day, 3:30 p.m. Okay? okay? This is after they match. 3:30 a.m. and I'm back. I'm back, fucking baby. hammered. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote me first. Okay. Like, yep. what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? So I yep. go me first. I got sushi in Salt Lake this I got sushi in Salt Lake City this weekend. Feels wrong in a landlocked state. Nice. That's fun. Yep. That's funny, I think. Funny-ish. Sure. Cute. Landlocked is a very clever word for a dating site. Yeah, right. I'm bringing you know, bringing the so vocab. That was March 28th. Yesterday was April 17th. Great. Okay. At this point, I have gotten no answer. I have forgotten about this person. Yeah. I've forgotten about this match. Again, in the land of not getting rejected right. and why you enter a dating app yeah. to get the dopamine and never get the negative. All has been achieved. I got the match, forgotten about it. Never yeah. would have thought of this conversation ever again. Right. Never would have felt rejected. Right. Because I would have gone, I, I just wouldn't have remembered. Oh, no. So now yesterday, oh, no. get a message from this person. Because we've matched. I didn't unmatch. I just, right. you know, I they left it. Yeah. They went down the screen. Yeah. Again, my confidence is high. I've yeah. never been rejected. Sure. Just wanted to tell my friends I matched with Jared Freed. I think you'd be mean to me, LOL. Hope you had a great Passover. What the f fuck right? is that? That's what a little fucked up. What the fuck is that? And I'm like, I, now I've brought, been brought into rejection land. And kind of feel like used. 
Like you're like a little oh, bit part of a, or like part I'm of your part big of a fun group chat story. Yeah, like you've let me know you and your friends have been talking about this. You, you've told your friends month? I'm not gonna go on a date with him, but I'll let him know that. Like I've now. Right. Yeah. And you know, what's some Jewish thing I can wish him? Oh, Passover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, good. We're Passover like we're season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're not buddies. What? But also, I was thinking of the difference between apps and in real person. Yeah. If I had, if I had done the coffee shop thing where I had the Jewish mom in my head that went, go talk to her. Yeah. Tell her. She's cute. Yeah. Look at her. I would go up to her and i go, hey, I just wanted to say what's up. What'd you get for coffee? Yeah. And then, or whatever opening line I would have said. Yeah. I and mean, they obviously, gone, the landlocked sushi line well, yeah. is what you would say. <laughs> you ever eat sushi in a landlocked state? I got diarrhea up the fucking ass. Yeah. So she would look at me and go, I know who you are. I don't think we'd be a match. I feel like you'd be mean. It would be more cute. In that yeah. sense, if they said to me in person, I know who you are. My friends and I listen to your podcast. I've, we follow you on Instagram. I would go, oh, thank you so much. She goes, I'm actually... I feel like we wouldn't be. I a don't good even ma- think I, she I, would have said it that mean. Like that's the thing. Like this yeah. was like un- like I think she would just be like, "I'm such a fan of the show." Like you know, I, th- yeah, it, but you're right. It's it's also I guess you get extremes come with extreme. Yeah, like in in the coffee shop land, you get the medium version. You get like, yeah. let me take your number, and then they never answer. Well, it's like the <laughs> yeah, it, it's like the person on Twitter who's just like, you know, some some dweeb who's never been in a fist fight saying mm. they're going to come kick your ass. Sure, you know what I mean. Like you can, you be, get the extreme. She bird. was kind of like a keyboard warrior, and I mean the the you'd be mean to me isn't even a mean thing. Like that could even be taken as sort of flirty. Like if you were if you were both talking back and forth, like you'd be mean, like kind of teasy. Sure, but like this was just like waiting for him. The the line that pissed me off wasn't that it was. I just wanted to tell my friends I matched with Jared. For, that's why I, I was just like, you. gross. Yeah, and then the, combined with Happy Passover. Now you've brought my grandparents that, into it. <laughs> you've brought <laughs> my, my people who <laughs> suffered. Let me tell you a little something about the Holocaust lady. <laughs> JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Jamie Kilstein at the Jamie Kilstein, the podcast. Yes. Go, go, go. Get subscribed. Go follow. Get involved. It is called A Fuck-Up's Guide to the Universe. Yeah. He also has a special out. Everyone, you're going to love Jamie. So funny. Yep. It's called Metaphorically Suicide. Or Metaphorical Suicide. Metaphorical Suicide. There's even a part at the end where I talk about how love got me out of being suicidal with the girl who broke up with me. So you can watch that knowing the fun <laughs> little fact. There are some sketches on Instagram with me and my girlfriend. You can be like, I know where that goes. There it is. But they're very funny. And uh, I'm probably going to be talking a lot more about heartbreak in the next couple of weeks with the sketches. Are you doing Okay. Yeah, breakups I mean, are hard. It, yeah, this one was such an intense relationship, and everything moved so fast. But don't you have? It, I feel like you're an intense guy. Like you get involved yeah. in intense relationships. Can your audience write in and mm. help me, and or you, where it's I, I one? Yeah, I fall in love really easily. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, codependent tendencies. Working on that in therapy. Yeah. Um, I just get so excited. I think it's a lack of confidence. Where like. A beautiful girl lo- says she loves me on the second date. Yeah. And you just go, oh, this is it. So how long were you guys together? Mm, like months. That's what I thought. Yeah, just months. So months. I mean, are you talking about marriage? Is it going that yes. quick? Like, that well, she asked me to be your boyfriend on the second date, told me she loved me, moved in don't you pretty think much right don't away. You, doesn't a red flag go up? Because if I no, was on a- No, that's my responsibility. Yeah. That's where my codependent shit kicks in, mm-hmm. where- because I've thought about this in like other relationships that I've moved fast in where I think 
in my head is romantic. Mm-hmm. In my head, I grew up on all the 90s rom-com unhealthy movies where it's like, yeah, you fall in love, you find your soulmate, mm-hmm. you do all the things. There's another part of me with the low confidence that thinks like, yeah, I'm going to move in because that means like it's more obstacles when she breaks up with me. Like you don't want to hire a mover. Uh, you want to lock her in. Kind of. And I'm like, well, that's unhealthy. So- do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? Like what is it worth? You know, because, you know, so I want to be this, done. <laughs> but I, I hear all this. Done. What does done mean to you? It just means, like, I just want to find a fucking, this sounds so lame, but like I just want to find, like, a best friend partner, someone mm-hmm. who I can, like, count on and, like, build a fucking life. And they ended it? Uh, It was, it was kind of a both of us playing a game of chicken that I sort of initiated because mm-hmm. I didn't think she would go well, for it. Well, didn't you, do you think if there's like this game of chicken going on? We shouldn't have been together. Like we just talked before I got here and um, she says happy Passover, by the way. Thank and you. we, uh, it was one of those things that the way it ended, thank fucking Christ it ended now because mm. I mean, shit, she was talking about marrying me the day we broke up. So, when she showed her hand as like someone who's not going to have my back, essentially, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's yeah a- but showed her hand like that sounds like you're like putting her in a position like, huh? Are you going to fall in the hole? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I guess like it's so tough because like, you know, if you're together for a few months and you're talking yeah. about marriage on yes. the second date, you go, well, then let's fucking do it. We're we're old enough, right? What w- what are we waiting on? If right. if the you know why are we bluffing? Right. You know, and, right. and, and you well, know. that's what it was. I think I, you know what? And she, I th- like we, we ended it really, really well. And I believe I'm the only ex of hers that is not blocked. Um, <laughs> and, well, that's a, yeah, so, <laughs> very nice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. Yeah, guys. Not to, uh, if you were interested in me, know that when we do break up, uh, you won't want to <laughs> block me because I'm still great. Um, but she like, I think she liked the idea. I think we both did. I think we both fell in love with ideas. I fell in the. Lo- I fell in love with the idea of a simpler life. Mm-hmm. She fell in love with the idea of like all these cool podcasts and he does this stuff without realizing like there's a bad side to that. And me mm. kind of realizing like, oh, I just really loved her. I actually do love being in New York. I do love creating. I actually do love stand up. I don't mm. just want a podcast. Like I do want to get back out there. And so we both fell in love with the ideas. And then... You know, in the beginning, it's like... Well, this is a lot of COVID relationships, too, where it's like you're in, you're in love with the idea of, like, having someone to, you know, yep. quarantine with and yeah. be with, and then yep. you go, oh, now we have to have the relationship. Well, and then how many people also broke up? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you, yeah, exactly. Then you're sitting next to the person, you go, yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah, so I think, you know, it's, it, it's that cliche advice of, like, you have to love yourself, and I thought I did. This is, like, the most work I've done on myself, the, mm-hmm. the happiest and healthiest I've been. And so then when I met her, I was like, ah, this is what they talk about. I finally love myself, and I found mm-hmm. the girl. But, like, man, you're right. Like, the way we moved so fast, it was clearly some kind of, like, because we'd also both been in shitty relationships where I was like, this is the most I felt loved. And she was like, this is the safest I ever felt. Mm-hmm. So we just, like, grabbed onto that. Yeah. Um. And so what I have to do now, what I have to figure out is, like, I'm not the guy that women will, like, do a double take on. But once I do date the girl, she will say I love but you even, right away. But even if you even you saying I'm not the guy right. that to do the double take, then you're even putting this person in 
than anyone that will go on the date with you in such regards. Right. Well, that, and like, that's what happens. And, and then, and the, you, then like you're falling anytime. too hard. Yeah, yes. you can't. So, you can, you know, the love yourself thing. Right. You know, because if you're sitting there going, and who's on a date? Who would go on a date with me? Yeah. And then you go, they're on a date with and me. This come, must be spectacular. That's what it is. And I'm like, we must be soulmates. It's never medium. Be, right. And I don't know how to do, because even the times I've tried to do medium, something about the energy I'm giving off makes them go harder you mm. know with amy and i was mutual but i've had things where i go all right this is the one this is the one i'm just going to be fucking casual yeah up front and then three dates in they're like i love you and i'm like oh, okay i guess i love you too and then it either i have to end it because i'm like i'm gonna leave mm-hmm. her on or i move in and then we break up <laughs> let's, well let's deal with other people's problems now yes. uh, go follow jamie at the jamie kilstein on instagram go 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 a fuck ups guy to the universe uh we're sponsor people new sponsor j train is brought to you by our new sponsor factor it may be springtime but that doesn't mean i want to spend every night out of the house luckily i don't have to meal plan or prep and i can still eat well now that i have my meals i leave my meals to factor people i gotta tell you Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never frozen, prepared meals that are so delicious you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Factor saves time by delivering chef-crafted meals to my doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping and meal prep. Each Factor meal arrives pre-packaged and ready to eat in two minutes faster than ordering in. Their registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand-in-hand to create meals with nutritious ingredients and with more than 29 meal options each week. I'm never bored. They offer vegan and veggie meals, keto meals, low-calorie options, cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant-based bars, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to help keep me fueled and focused all day long. I'll say this to you right now. The, the meal prep, the factor, what factor's doing is keeping you from over cooking, over making, over buying. They're going to set you up with a meal and the best portion size is everything. So you're going to have a delicious meal that's not going to go wild because you're not sh- you're shopping for one or two that's really hard to do and factor is a really great way to do that head to go.factor75.com slash jtrain120 let me repeat that because that that is a that's that, that's a mouthful of a of a url go.factor75.com slash jtrain120 Okay, let me say it again. Go.factor75.com slash JTrain120 and use code JTrain120 to get $120 off. That's a lot of money, people. That's code JTrain120 at go.factor75.com slash JTrain120 for $120 off. People, that's a deal. That's a deal. Jamie Kilstein, you ready to do some emails? Yeah, let's do it. My boyfriend's favorite asshole. Jared, I'm a new listener and appreciate your perspective and think you give pretty good advice. (laughs) pretty good start off with a bit of an egg a little bit okay so here's my issue my boyfriend and I have been together for five years and are in it for the long haul the problem is I've heard that before uh, Jamie was saying that on day two (laughs) the problem is his best friend his best friend since high school is an A-type loud stubborn asshole who thinks he's the smartest person in the room to make things worse his quote-unquote sense of humor is making fun of people and pretending like it's a joke my hate yes my hatred for the guy started as a slow burn after noticing that every time we go on double dates with him and his wife, I end up feeling like the fourth wheel. My boyfriend and I recently moved away, and he and his wife came to visit us for two weeks for their honeymoon. But she wrote, we live in Paris. Okay. Yeah. 
So the passive aggressive, you give pretty good advice thing makes more sense with the Parisian sure. added. That's kind of yeah. a Paris. You pretty good. You know, yeah, like that's yeah, yeah. a very Paris. Yeah. But also that was actually the highest of compliments. Yes. That was, <laughs> I, am, I am now the president of Paris. <laughs> um, but the, the honeymoon, they're staying with you. I know it's Paris, but like, get out of here. Can you imagine? Yeah. Pitching that. Do, hey, so we're going to, I got friends there. Yeah. We'll do the honeymoon at we'll, their we'll place. Just fuck at their place for two weeks. <laughs> Over the two weeks they came to stay with us, I started to realize this guy doesn't like me. Anytime my boyfriend would tell a funny story about me or anytime something was my idea, the guy would immediately change the subject or shut down my idea. Mm. Anytime I talk in the group, he ignores me and then talks over me even when I'm talking directly to him. We never got into any serious fights fights or arguments but i'm sick of being the target of his microaggressions i'm to already me, furious yeah this is a bru- i mean yeah. it's, they're staying at your house yeah to me it feels like there's some kind of jealousy towards me being with his best friend and he's trying to make my boyfriend choose him over me i don't think i can tolerate being around the guy for more than an hour or i'll explode or and cause a scene but never seeing him again is a, isn't really a but never seeing him again isn't a realistic option. I'm scared that if I try to talk to my boyfriend about it, he will make a he will just make me feel like it's all in my head. I also don't want to put him in an awkward position or ruin his friendship. What do I do? I mean, this guy, I, I, he just sounds like an asshole in general. Mm. I don't even know if it's at least consciously a jealousy thing about her. I just think he's like a shitty person. I also kind of think... If I'm, but again, this could be because I'm codependent. If I'm your boyfriend, I notice that and I'm shutting that shit down. It, it is, it's interesting. Sometimes the answer's in the email. Yeah. Because for her to say, I'm scared to try and talk to my boyfriend about it. That's he so, will just make me feel like it's in my head. Like he's been there on the double dates. Right. He's seen what's going on. And People why is his feel, reaction going to be gaslight you? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's I, not good. I, 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 because whenever it's about the friend, it's really you communicating. Your messenger yeah. is fucking up. You know, like right. when you're dealing with your boyfriend's friend, your girlfriend's friend, they're the messenger. Yes. They're the UPS driver. Yes. How come the package ain't getting delivered? Right. You have to wonder, why is your friend not trying to make me love them? Right. What is going on? Right. Why aren't you telling the friend, hey, that was fucking weird last night. Hey, right. you you kind of talk over my girlfriend every, every time. time. Hey, you're staying at our house. You're using our towels. We're washing the dishes for you. Right. Why is the what's going on between you two? You know, I I don't like people who ignore the temperature in the room. Yeah. Cuz you have to try to do that. You have to try to not take off the coat because you're sweating. I think she deep down kind of knows it's a boyfriend problem because Okay, honeymoon aside, mm. they moved. So you live in fucking Paris. Yeah. You escaped this asshole. Yeah. You're not going to have to see him for a very long time. And it clearly has upset you to the point. Like, I know the email was predominantly putting it on this guy because mm. this guy's an asshole and he's easy to write about. He's the easy but one. it's like, if you were upset about, it, I mean, honestly, if my girlfriend had like a shitty friend and she stayed for the weekend, but I knew I wasn't going to have to see her for a year. I would just kind of. I, I well, think that's I would kind say of the girlfriend. I, I, I started to interrupt, but I think that's kind of why she's writing in. That's what I think too. Yeah, she's yeah. writing in because she goes, "I'm never gonna have to see this guy again." But when I do, I'm, it's gonna be two weeks. Yeah. It's gonna be very intense. And you have fa- to, familial. You hangouts. have to tell your boyfriend if this is something that even when he's not there, it gives you that anxiety mm. of like, "Oh my god, I know that down the line I'm gonna have to see this guy again." It's like. 
it should be a pretty fucking easy conversation with your boy. Like, I don't know if this is healthy, but I'll always preface stuff with like, hey, this could be me being stupid mm. or this could. And, and I know that's not the best, but I go, hey, I just your friend like kind of treats me like shit and I know he's your best friend and I'm not going to say, well, you know, you don't have to stop seeing him. But like, can you at least if you notice him talking over me, like I want to feel comfortable around your friends. I want to be excited to hang out with your friends. And this guy kind of treats me like dog shit. If if I look at the email, like yeah. what works, what doesn't work, what work, what doesn't work is. His best friend since high school is an A-type, loud, stubborn asshole who thinks he's the smartest in the room. Oh, that's right. I forgot that thinks he's funny thing. Th- that's well, that's what you think. Sure. You know, like I, I that I don't buy. I buy your story because I you wrote in. I have you have no reason to lie to me. But right. if I'm looking at like what gets me like angry from this email, yeah, there are A-types, loud guy in the room. I don't know. I'm that guy sometimes. Sure. You know, you know, so you, that description doesn't get me. It, it, it was the next line when she described him where I go, I don't like this guy. It was the one. Uh, to who, make things worse, his sense of humor is making fun of people and pretending like it's a joke. So I, See, I, the I, moment it got specific. That's, yes. We both had a thought of someone that we've seen do that. The the person that says, I'm fluent in sarcasm, where you go. It's exactly what you, we were talking you, about. It's exactly yeah. what we were talking about. So I, did, I went on a date with a girl mm. uh, before. Before I met my last girlfriend and she came over. So I'm like, okay, things are going well. Her thing. She's like, I'm the funny one. That's what she mm-hmm. said. And I was like, oh no. And her idea of funny was just like, this song's stupid. Oh, you got books? Lame. Like, and I'm like, oh no, you're a mean asshole. Well, this is the point. The, and, and, and this is what this woman needs to do. She needs to re- reference the bombs. The jokes that didn't work, <laughs> sure. because you you know if you're dealing and again I would hope that her boyfriend doesn't hear her complain about something and goes that's just something you, you hey you, crazy you, brain you, you made it up in your head <laughs> you and your emotions like you would hope he wouldn't turn into that so but if you say to him hey I feel really badly about the experience we just had with your friend yeah that's baseline yeah. Yes. I feel really badly about it. Not your friend's an asshole. Because honestly, friend since high school, your best, your boyfriend's best friend, you're a little bit talking about him. You, yeah, you know, they're I'm, probably I'm, very much the same. And yes. Listen, and I'm not saying that you're wrong with your asser- assertions of this guy. I'm saying let's give you a strategy that gets the word to this person that you're living with. Like, so, hey, I feel really bad about that whole two-week span. Yeah. I, I try to be the most gracious host ever. Yeah. I can give you a, seven examples. Please tell me how you felt in that moment. Yeah. Because it might be, you say we're in it for the long haul. Oh, easy there, big fella. Yeah. You might not be. Right. Maybe this is the difference of opinion that makes you guys, you, makes you see that like this isn't, you know, a partner. And, and I don't know if the woman writing in thinks like, oh, maybe I'm being too much of a baby or whatever. It, the, Having someone in your home yeah. who actively antagonizes and or makes you uncomfortable and not saying anything, that's not just a, 
oh, his friends are kind of dicks. Yeah. If his friends are kind of dicks and he goes out drinking with them every Friday and you don't really have to deal with them, sans the occasional Super Bowl party or whatever sure. fucking normal guys do, <laughs> whatever. But you're like, I am bringing your enemy into our Paris home that we escaped our hometown for yeah. for two weeks and he's just going to belittle you. Like, that's where it's like, yo, your boyfriend has to sack the fuck up and well, do something. And it's like, you didn't think it was weird when he was talking over me? <laughs> like, every time every I time I talked in my own home right. and so I think again I think we're saying the same thing totally you got to start with me I felt I felt yeah. not he's a dick he's a piece of shit I felt and then examples yeah. here here's time one time two time three and then ask your boyfriend questions How, what did you think did you think that was normal? That's great yeah that's a good yeah. you know and that's how the conversation starts I think a, a, accusations you have to remember you're accusing him a little bit. Yeah. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com here with Jamie Kilstein. At the Jamie Kilstein on Instagram. Go follow A Fuck Up's Guide to the Universe as the podcast gets subscribed. We're sponsored, people. Ooh. Love the sponsor. Quip, 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 quip. J Train Podcast is brought to you by Quip. Good health starts with good habits. Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to care for your mouth. I'll, here's what I'll say about Quip. They give you a packaging that makes life easier on you. They make the toothbrush better. They make the mouthwash better. They make the floss more easy to carry around. They make the gum in a nice case. It's all about making your body a vessel for easy oral care. And I love it. The Quip electric toothbrush is loved by over 7 million mouths. This modern marvel has a built-in timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides to help you clean your whole mouth evenly. This is what I'm talking about. You think of before Quip. How long do you brush your teeth? You've never timed it once. You've never timed it once. I have never, so you have never. And if you are, if you were like, I'm going to make my New Year's resolution to time it, you're going to what? Count to 30 on each quadrant of your mouth? You're not doing that. Quip took the, the problem out of your hands. The lightweight and sleek design has no wires or bulky chargers to weigh you down. And you even get a multi-use travel cover that doubles as a mirror mount for less clutter. Whoa. Beyond the brush, Quip has everything you need to build a complete routine. Like their refillable gum that's sugar-free. It looks like a Pez dispenser. It's great. The long-lasting lasting mint flavor and floss string that expands. The floss is great. If you go to getquip.com slash JTrain right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash JTrain. That's spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash JTrain. Quip, the good habits company. All right, let's keep going. Mid midlife crisis, midlife friend crisis. By the way, I forgot that my only problem with doing your podcast is, because this happened last time, mm. I get very invested and I want, <laughs> somebody wrote me last time yeah. with the update. Oh yeah, good. That's what I need. See, I, I'm like, I can't just know that this fucking guy's in Paris somewhere terrorizing this girl. I need to know what the fuck happens. Well, I mean, the other thing is like, maybe your boyfriend's done with this friend and they don't, and they're just dealing with it. Oh, you know, like, and then they can vent about it. Like, how cool would it be, even if he's like, hey, he's my best friend, he's still going to come, but how nice would it be to just have a partner being like, dude, yeah, that was a fucking lot, and now yeah. you guys can bond over it, and now when he comes, it's like, at least you feel like you have somebody who has your back. Right now, she feels alone. She has no partner. That sucks, yeah. Midlife friend crisis. Feather, feather. Jared, I'm very excited for your upcoming show in Denver. I gotta say. Hell yeah. 
the Denver shows have happened already. I'm very excited to be there. I'm super pumped. Thank you, everyone who came. Uh, I'll have more to say about it in the future, I'm sure. Probably on Patreon. But I'm not going to... I'll talk about it here, too. Okay. I was dating a guy for five years. Okay. I'm 28 years old and having a quarter-life friend crisis. I was dating a guy for five years. We met in college, stayed together out of college for a few years. We had a lot of the same friends, naturally, and a number of my friends got close with him over the years. While we were dating, this felt like no problem. I didn't see the relationship progressing any further, and we ended up breaking up. I moved away a few months ago for a job and a fresh start. He and I no longer communicate, and he ended up blocking me on all social media accounts after I deleted our pictures together. What bothers me, though, is that all of my friends still hang out with him frequently, including someone I consider my best friend of over 10 years. He and my best friend go to dinners and drinks together and end up spending many weekends together out and about. You know what the answer to both of these emails are? Stop hanging out with people from fucking high school and college. <laughs> Just like, Move on. Those are the people that make me the most excited where yeah. they're like, hey, everyone I went to high school and college with, they're fucking, they gross me out and I moved to like New York and I'm trying, I'm like a theater actor and I have new friends and like, yeah. that's who I want. I want you've, the one who was exiled. them. Yes. I've grown, I've grown them. They post on Instagram together very regularly. She Ugh. is constantly reposting his stories of them too. <laughs> the fucking nightmare. I mean, this is a nightmare. I mean, it's you're literally, fucking... you're watching a TV show of your ex and their new yes. gal, kind of. Uh. Uh, but they're friends, supposedly. When I brought it up to her, she said, uh, she said that she has no romantic feelings for him and he's been going through a lot of heartbreak since our breakup and she doesn't have a lot of friends since I moved. She also says if I care about them hanging out, it's because I still have feelings for him. Oh, she's getting, the friend isn't really being nice personally that. i think this is in poor taste because she isn't acknowledging my feelings in this i agree yeah. <clears throat> ah i think thank you i think i can have feelings of of strain and discomfort on our friendship without having feelings still for him i am the one who moved and has been able to make friends shouldn't she be able to do the same am i overreacting about this since i decided to move or is she being a shitty friend i'm not taking a uh, friend i'm not taking my feelings into account how can I approach uh, her again, letting her know it still bothers me without seeming like I'm pining for him? Thank you for all you do. This is tough. Uh, my ex, like I feel for this girl so much. My ex told me that we, we don't have any mutual friends except like, you know, she met my friends. I met hers, mm -hmm. but like it, it was still separate. Um, but she told me because I was teaching her jujitsu and she was like, you inspired me to start jujitsu. And I was like, well, I guess I have to unfollow every jujitsu account in my city and quit jujitsu. And mm -hmm. like, let alone if I just saw every day you unfollow them so you don't have to see them. So you don't want to reach back out. So you, it doesn't bring up like emotions that if I just saw like my best bro every day with like posting like stories and shit, that would be a nightmare. He, uh, here's the thing. Friendships change. Yes. I think we have to like admit to that first. Yeah. Like her friendship with this woman is different now. Yeah. They are not close friends anymore. They've known each other a long time. Well, I mean, think about the relationship. You literally, I mean, most relationships, unless it's with me, uh, <laughs> and end with the person you had a pet name for, the person you were in love with, the person you texted every day, blocked eternal sunshine them sometimes i don't even watch this like i'm like oh i want to rewatch lost and i'm like oh that was that was me and Lindsay's show yeah. you know what and i mean and like, that doesn't mean that you miss the person it's like just this a, for yeah. this person for her to go to her friend and be like hey 
it makes me feel awful when I see you posting pictures of you and my boyfriend. No accusations. No, it just makes well, me feel shitty. It makes me feel shitty. And and for her to go, well, that means you're still in love with him. That's like, weird. You, she is somewhat taking your ex's side. Yeah. And then for her to say, well, your ex is going through a lot right now and I'm helping them through that. Like, okay, um, you know, fucking Mother Teresa, nurse, you know. you know, the, It's all very defensive and weird. It's a little weird. And I think, you know, the common response I mean, if I'm this person, I don't think they're, you know, she's saying, how can I approach her again? I don't think this person is worth approaching again. I don't think that they're there to help you. I think you got to mute this person. Yes. And you got to mute the, and uh, in addition to the ex, the ex is blocked and then you got to mute this person. And the the ex blocked them. So the ex had the issue with you deleting their old picture. So you have to go and block, you got to mute this person. And I, I, if you did approach them, you know, because right now it's interesting that like the problem isn't with the ex. He can hang out with whoever he wants. Totally. The problem is with your friend. Yeah. And you, if you go to the friend, you go, hey, it, it, like right now you went to them already. Also, you know, if you're posting those pictures, there's something. This is where I think they're hooking up. Yes, because there is something where it's like you want her to see. Okay, example when uh, so my ex and I so we broke up. I went to Hawaii for a couple weeks, Mm -hmm. and my ex reaches out to me to try to make things work. The day that all of my Instagram stories were like, "I'm at the gym. I found this spot. Look at all Mm -hmm. these cool people. Like I'm crushing it." And I wish that I could tell you, as an almost forty year old man, that I didn't think of her. Even when I'm in New York this week, mm-hmm. going to do this fucking cool podcast, walking in the city, like I'm happy. There's always part of you when you're posting some Instagram story that you're like, oh, I hope this person sees this. What? And so like her friend is fucking aware that's that she's going to see it, which is why thing. it's like it's kind of it's a passive aggressive move. It's a passive aggressive So move. what are they doing? I would assume, you know, there's something called the the slow reveal. What is it called? Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, what is the name for it? I, I, I'm going to get a ton of DMs if I don't come up with it right now. It's the... Um, the slow reveal. No, yeah, it, I know exactly what... Yeah, I know exactly the what The slow... It's like a soft launch. Soft launch. Oh, is that what they actually That's call it? That's what yeah. it's called. Because they do that for like uh, like businesses the, and shit, right? Well, they do a soft launch. of <laughs> People are soft yeah. launching relationships. Yeah. Yes. No, that totally so makes the sense. soft launch of a relationship is like all of a sudden you'll have a finger in there. <laughs> right, right, you'll right. have a handhold. Right, Who's right. this guy? Ooh, Who's yeah. this lady? And then uh, finally you see an eyeball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh. And, and then, then all of a sudden. It's like for the last six months my life has changed. If we, are, we love each other. We're yes. having a great time. We met through the craziest of circumstances. To me. Right. The friend is soft launching this relationship onto you. Not me. I move in and had her co-host my fucking podcast like a month (laughs) in like an asshole. But this is what this friend is doing. This friend is making a tough thing to tell you a little easier because it does seem like, and again, if if your boyfriend's going through something, if your boyfriend, if your ex is upset of you deleting old pictures, that means your ex-boyfriend is going through a tough time. That means he's reaching out out of loneliness to people that are the closest to him. That's why he's going to the friend. You're like, why would they hang out? Well, that's the easiest person for him to reach out to. If I'm hanging out with your ex and I posted a picture because we're homies and that's it and you reach out to me and you're just like, hey man, I know nothing's going on. You can hang out with whoever the fuck you want to hang out with. I'm still getting over whatever. Mm. Is it a, is it a dumb ass just to be like, can you not post whatever? Or I can mute your stories if you want, but like I like seeing what you're up to. Where's the answer? If I'm, 
my reaction is going to be like, Jesus Christ, I didn't even think you fucking watch my stories, dude. You're so busy. Like, yes, of course, I don't need to post stories of me with some random girl who's my yes. friend. If I'm going, you know, she's going through a lot right now and maybe I'm fucking her. Yeah. I'm fucking her. Ex. Yeah, that's a, and And whether, you know, you're absolutely right. And listen, let's say at a minimum they're not romantic, but we both think... We spoke because I agree with you. I think if you, the the idea that take she's just this other person with side him over her, and maybe just their friendship has escalated to the point where she cares more about him because he's. But there, you still have to respect not, the old friendship, and they're so not doing weird. that, and they're yeah. taking a side yes. in the situation where they could be Switzerland. They could go. You know what? I got. I got to back away. It's that's not worth the you, trouble. That's what usually happens. Yeah. If you have a mutual friend, they go, "Hey, I'm gonna be friends with both of you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna post whatever the fuck I want, but you're not allowed to badmouth her. You're not allowed to badmouth him. Yep. I'm neutral. If any of you bring that's me a fucking more into normal it, way, I'm out. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Here with Jamie Kilstein oh. at the Jamie Kilstein on Instagram. A fuck ups guide to the universe. Go go go! Yeah. Great podcast. J Train is sponsor people. The J Train podcast is brought to you by Brooklinen. Brooklinen is turning eight. It's their party, and they'll discount if they want it. Woo! Good for you, Brooklinen. I feel a part of the Brooklinen family. They've been here for a long time, and I think here's what I'll say about Brooklinen. It is, you know, when you hear an ad on a podcast, you kind of assume parents don't know about it. It's not. It hasn't made it into Parentland. My mom is now asking for Brooklinen stuff my mom loves it my mom it is mom approved it's on my bed right now i'm looking at my bed feather nation studios also doubles as a home for me (laughs) the bed is beautiful it is hotel quality comfortable so i think anyone here especially with mother's day what a great gift the birthday sale is definitely something you'll be excited to unwrap every brooklyn product is 20 percent off people every product we're talking soft sheets, luxurious towels, robes, snugly weighted blankets, lavish silk eye masks, and pillowcases. Brooklinen, home of the internet's favorite sheets, was created in 2014 to give customers luxury hotel-level home essentials that don't break the bank. I think they've sponsored this podcast since they've been created. Uh, by working directly with suppliers, Brooklinen cuts out the luxury markups and passes those savings back to you. First time buying, uh, trying Brooklinen? Their best-selling luxe sheets are the perfect place to start. I have them. And it comes, what I love about Brooklinen, it comes in this great packaging with detergent they're literally giving you a spa experience there is nothing better in the world than tossing those brooklyn and sheets in the wash washing them up heating them dry and then making the bed get in that bed feel the luxury First time, um, and if you need the extra nudge to purchase, check the five-star reviews. Over 100,000 of them. Yes, you heard that right. 100,000 five-star reviews. Don't miss out. Brooklyn's biggest sale of the year is almost here with 20% off everything. Listening after the sale, you can still save. Visit brooklinen.com. Use promo code JTRAIN20 to get $20 off your purchase of $100 or more. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code JTRAIN20. Brooklinen, the curators of comfort. Lifestyle questions, celebrating promotions. Dear J Train, need your help figuring out how to handle friends who make more money than you and celebrating their promotions. For context, one of my best friends recently got a huge promotion and understandably announced her excitement about the new title and huge raise to the group text. This comes hardly a month after she's already announced to us about getting a raise, stock options, and a fat bonus. Look, I know that others' successes are not my failures, and I'm happy that we can all be open about our finances with each other. However, it's hard to not feel jealousy and 
and resentment to her continuous financial success when she knows fully well that me and our other BFF make less than half her salary. In months away from turning 30, I'm months away from turning 30 and already feel bad enough that I'm only making 57000 a year. And now she wants us to go out and celebrate her at a nice restaurant every time she gets a raise to what's probably about 150000 a year now for her. On one hand, I want to be happy for her and celebrate. But on the other hand, it feels weird that I should be shelling out $100 at dinner in celebration of her making more money. My other friend and I don't know how to approach the subject with her with her know how to uh, approach the subject with her without it sounding bad. When she asked us to go celebrate this week, I told her I was cutting back on eating out to save money <laughs> for a trip and suggested we have some champagne at home to celebrate, which thankfully she accepted, but still wondering for the future, how would you handle these situations? Appreciate your insight. First of all, what the fuck are stock options? Yes. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what half those words mean. Uh, you know, I was going to give just like tough love advice to the, the person who wrote in. Until I do agree with her where I was like, yo, you're getting a raise and you're bringing your fucking homely friends. You better be paying for that. Yeah. Just to be like, hey, we're, we're celebrating. I'm fucking treating you guys. Not, hey, like, you know, scrounge up some some change, you hobos. Like, you got to come celebrate me. That feels a little much. It's interesting because I'm, I'm wondering what their level of relationships are. I have, I have a theory on this. Okay. Like, I don't think my parents... Like, this is topic for your significant other. Like, yeah. I got a raise. Like, promotion insinuates raise. Yes. But, hey, I got a promotion. That's amazing. That's a fun celebration. Come over. I'm having drinks for my promotion. Yeah. That's different. And that's aware. And and But the idea that you're on this group chat, they know what the other person makes. I don't know what my friends make. So I've been doing some research on narcissism and covert narcissism. Okay. <laughs> and down my YouTube rabbit holes. And one of the things is she sounds like a person who wants friends around who are of lesser status or like when you get the hot girl who like only hangs out with uggos and mm. like post the picture of like the three of them or whatever that I do wonder <laughs> if she, even though she's making more money, if she's actually equally as insecure and as having these people around come celebrate me where it's, it's like, a weird thing, especially knowing that like they don't make a lot of money. I mean, shit, if my friend responded with, I can't really afford that. I would be like, I'm the one who just got the promotion. Let me treat you. Here's what it will. Here's how I would get ahead of it. Yeah. Here's how I, I would get ahead of it. Any promotions we're doing at my place. Yeah. We're having a, We'll have a pre Make it like promotion a fun, pregame, and you yeah. get ahead of it. Hey, I got a promotion. Oh my god, come over! I'll yeah. open some wine. Yeah, that is, and you can get a bottle of two buck chuck or at just Trader get this, Joe's. Get this bitch fired, no, <laughs> dude. So I never had that wine. I'm so sorry to digress. Mm. I never had that wine until recently. There was this big snowstorm in Austin, mm -hmm. and uh, so there's a big snowstorm in Austin. During this, uh, they somehow, and I lived in like a pretty nice complex. Uh, meth dealers moved into the apartment because they like were lax on like the background check laws. They were just trying to house people. This happened good. during the storm? During the storm. Okay. <laughs> and then they like couldn't get evicted. So this very like kind of bougie apartment complex suddenly had like meth people. Mm. And so there were these neighbors downstairs. There were these two like 22, 23 year old girls. And during the storm, they let me for some reason because they were on the bottom floor they let me they were like hey do you want to use our shower still working a little bit and I oh, said because electricity went out yes. the water went and out and I was like while I don't know if you should be letting strange men into shower yes mm -hmm. like 100% let me get survival yeah so then I gave them my number mm -hmm. and I go hey if you ever need anything like if there's a you know a, a date's gone wrong or whatever text me 
So I'm out to dinner with some of my fighter buddies and I get a text like we need you now. Mm. And you always like envision when you get into like a street fight that you're going to be all like stretched and warmed up. I am just I just ate an entire pizza to myself okay. and I'm like, if I have to throw hands, I'm going to like shit everywhere. But I was like, OK, I'm coming. So I sped and they had this meth couple snuck into their bathroom and, and they weren't coming out. So and they called you. They called me. Okay. So I went in. To me, I'd be like, I didn't mean everything. Well, they tried to. I call, don't, you no, don't call me like, at any time. I'd be like, uh, keep dude, me away from the meth fight. I watched over. enough martial arts. I got movies. toilet paper, extra yeah, no, toilet paper no, for you. No, you know? th- this was literally in Jamie's like action hero brain. I was like, this is the moment I've been waiting for. Mm. And so nothing happened. I ended up just knocking on the door and being like, hey, this is the building manager. I mean, they didn't say I had like ripped jeans and a pro wrestling shirt on. But I was like, hey, uh, we called the cops. I don't want you to get arrested. Mm-hmm. But so below. So let's get out of here quick. I'm trying to help you. So then they fucking leave. So the girls were like, come over. Let's drink wine tonight. And they had that Trader Joe's. Yeah, dude. I don't know how much we had. I thought I was fine until <laughs> I wasn't. I haven't been that level i literally said good night girls well, walked upstairs threw up all night to the point oh no but i didn't want to seem like uncool yeah so i texted them because we ate two and i was like hey like no big deal low-key did you guys get food poisoning last night and they're like <laughs> no we're fine because they have like young girl metabolism yeah and i was just full and i don't know if it was just the sugar but dude i was fucking <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm doing fine on the two buck chuck i'll do meth so you don't think i'm not a loser <laughs> yeah, yeah i just want to yeah. be cool well i would say that's even more to my point yeah when this person gets a call, hey, I got a promotion. I would be like, come over. Yep. I'm opening up some two buck chuck. Yep. And just you get us them, girls. Just us girls. Yep. And we're going to celebrate you. And so now you get in front of it. Yep. And then she'll get hammered and she'll cry to you by the end of the night about how unhappy how she is anyway. she is. She, you know, right. This is that, perfect. Because that, again, is definitely some projecting. She's not as happy. The tough love advice I will still give, if this woman is not a narcissist if she really just wants to be around her best friends to celebrate and whatever um you cannot focus with anything from jujitsu to comedy to relationships it's like i forget where i heard this analogy but there's a reason that uh uh racehorse drivers racers whatever jockeys yeah they can't look at the person next to them because they'll fucking just go off the track they Mm. have to look just straight ahead period and so if you're constantly comparing yourself, like what you should be doing is I want to hang around the best comics in the world mm-hmm. because I want to get better mm-hmm. and I want to be around funnier people. I don't want to be the person, which maybe your friend is, who just has my like little posse of open micers and we sit around trash and Jared and we're like, sure. oh, he got to open for Bert while well, I was fucking, you know what I yeah. mean? Like <laughs> you want to be around people who, I want to be around people who are more successful. When I go to the gym, I don't want to spar the people who I beat the shit out of. Yeah. I want to like, oh, who's here from the UFC? like I want to spar against him I want to get better even if it means you get your ass kicked a little bit um but that's why it's so strange that's to be what, like yeah. hey everybody more money for me you know well, like I, I I and I think also again like we're all a little bit lonelier now we all have too much access to each sure. other there's too much time to text people you're on these group chats oh. where everyone's just idling yeah. you know just everyone's <laughs> yeah. hanging in the helicopter above yeah. where they're gonna land and it's like if they you know to me this is my parents get this text, my family, but I would also like, you know, again, get in front of it. And then I would also say, you know, there could be a conversation where you go, listen, you know, I, I know you're crushing it at work. 
but uh, I can't afford like the fact that you have to be like I'm trying to save for my vacation like I, to I, a friend. I, I don't like, know. Fuck off. Yeah, I don't know if it's because I'm just self hating, but like, man, anytime I got something cool and wanted to celebrate, if I'm making people quote unquote celebrate me, I am paying. Like, yeah, I'm me like, too. Hey, this is yeah. a cool thing for me. I'd love to share with you guys. Listen, Let's all go out to dinner. We, I think, for comedy too, like. You know, we know the hierarchy of things. Like yeah. if someone's like, you know, if I'm opening for someone, yeah. I kind of assume, you know, they're going to be paying for my meals at some point or yeah. get me a lunch or a dinner. Yeah. If we go out together, I'm assuming they're going to like put down the card. Dude, like it's it, b- before, it, but, he, before he died, Norm was going to have me open for him. And he was explaining to me like a poly- Norm McDonald. Yeah. And he was explaining to me apologetically. He was just like, you know, I have to sit first class just because I got a bum hip. Or it was like something like that. Yeah, He's yeah. like, but I'll pay for your ticket and like, you know, you'll still be like up near me and then we'll go out and I'll treat for meals. Like he was selling it to me. Yeah. Even though me opening for well, Norm, I'm like, yo, I would hitchhike it's, to open It's kind for of you. the beauty of like when you work together, it's it's all out there. When you're right. friends, yeah. it's like not really like you're saying I gotta raise. Yeah. But it's not really like known in the group. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Jamie Kilstein at the Jamie Kilstein. Yes. Texting exes on birthdays. Ooh. I'm very curious how you feel about this. Cause my last couple relationships, whether it was were like a kind of no ex zone, which I actually don't think is the healthiest. I'm okay, sorry. I'm excited. It's okay. My question today is about texting exes on birthdays. My ex-boyfriend from college's birthday is three days before mine. So it would be me to text so it would be me to text him on his birthday first, then he returns the favor three days later. We are on good terms and have broken up almost six years ago. There were a couple years where I didn't text him on his birthday because I figured we were moving on. But he always sends me a nice heartfelt text on my birthday just a couple days later, and then I feel like a dickhead for skipping his B Day and try to make it up from in my thank you text. This happened again last year, five years after we broke up. I now have a serious boyfriend, so I didn't text him on his birthday, but he sent me the nice message on mine. Now his birthday is coming up soon, and he now has a serious girlfriend. What should I do? Skip the B-Day text again in risk of feeling like an asshole in case he sends me one or just send a nice text, but risk making my current boyfriend and or his girlfriend upset. Thanks for all you do. Ex-birthday and bang buddies. What do we think? I think that if... I think... Your decision should not be based on what an ex from six years ago thinks. So if you don't want to send him a birthday message because you don't, if you feel like, man, this dude's really fucking cool. Mm -hmm. I don't have feelings for him. It's not going to interfere with my relationship. Send away. But if he sends you a message, you shouldn't feel like a dick. You didn't feel like you wanted to send him one. You could say thank you to him to respond to his birthday message. But like, this isn't a thing you have to guiltily um, hold on to for the rest of your life. I mean, I totally agree. Stop sending the birthday task. It's over. <laughs> it's over. He, and you're not a dick. Texts are sent for the person who's sending them. Yeah. They don't care about your birthday. You think the person that wrote on your Facebook wall a happy birthday gives a shit about you? Yep. No, they're doing it because they have OCD, because they needed something to distract them from their lives. They need to stop arguing about Nazis on Facebook and yeah. do something positive. And they go, oh, look at that person, happy birthday. Yep. <laughs> no one is sending that happy birthday text, that post, that Instagram comment, because they're really hoping you have a happy birthday. They're sending it because they're checking it off their own list in their own <laughs> head that makes them feel like they got something done that was nice today. Yeah. So... 
the idea that you're a dick because you didn't send one, no. Yeah. You're not a dick. Actually, you, you don't have to, you, your whole life, you got to send this guy a happy birthday right, right, just because, right, right, right. and the only reason- Married with children, just like, oh, I got to get my college boyfriend. And honestly, this wouldn't be a thing if their birthdays weren't so close. That's it. If you, That's the way you have to think about it. If our birthdays were six months apart, you would never send this text. You would never receive this text. The only reason you remember something is because you have this like weird. It was a cute thing in college when you were talking about why <coughs> he was your soulmate, where mm-hmm. you were like, "And our birthdays three days apart, so totally. we have to celebrate those three days." And it's kind of like waxing nostalgia for that. Yeah, I mean, you know, for all you know, if you don't send the message first, now that he has a serious girlfriend and he doesn't send one, baby, you're off the fucking it's hook over. forever. And, and I would say this: the birthday text is really just not healthy. It gets you nowhere better. It's keeping you on the hook a little bit. Yeah. And it's like, in the fact that you like know he has a girlfriend and I have a boyfriend and and you're doing this math and you're going, well, if I send them this and I don't send that, look at how much time you've wasted. Yeah. Look at all this energy. For someone that you're not interested in, you know. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Always making the first move. J Train. I'm a 37 year old female and I deleted my dating apps because I was always initiating the conversation, first date, or first kiss. I took a friend's advice and decided to go 30 minutes early to a restaurant and sit at the bar while I waited for friends. I struck up a conversation with the guy sitting next to me and everything was going well. Then I noticed a ring on his finger and he mentioned his wife. Not a problem. The conversation turned chill. I told my new f- approach to meeting a guy. I told him my new approach to meeting a guy and asked him what he would think if he saw a girl sitting by herself at the bar. He said he would think she was either waiting for someone, knew the bartender, or her date never showed up. He also said he would be too intimidated to approach an attractive woman by herself in fear of being shut down. However, if a woman approached him, then it would be different. How do I get out of the cycle of always having to make the first move? We literally talked about this in the beginning of the episode. I talked about being at the coffee shop and going, talk to the girl, talk to the girl, talk to the girl. And I would say the reason men feel a lot of pressure in this arena is because your whole life you were considered a man or not a man for going and ask her out make take make the move and again that's not right that's societal that's fine it's just what it is it's just the weather so a lot of men feel this pressure and if i don't talk to her i and if i get turned down it's your ego it's all built into this big special dish of fucked up so I do understand the guy saying what he said. He's not wrong. I would think that she's yeah. waiting for someone, knows the bartender, stood up. I, I I guess I don't go negative like that. I wouldn't be like, look at this sad woman who right. didn't have her date show up. <laughs> but I would think. <laughs> hey, you pathetic piece of shit. Yeah, like, what are you? Oh, no one wanted you, huh? <laughs> like, that's a weird way to think. Yeah. But I would also, I would say if I see a woman alone and we weren't close enough to talk. Like, I was at a bar yesterday. I'm watching the Celtics game. Yeah. The bar is very close. So a woman sits right next to me. She starts asking questions. You could tell she was interested. Yeah. She made a move. Yeah. She goes, who are you cheering for? And I'm like, oh, I'm cheering for the Celtics. She right. goes, you live in the area? No, she's asking questions. I'm answering, but yeah. I'm being a little short because I was like, I'm just not here for this. Right. I think proximity- Me and her would have moved in by now, by the way. Yeah, you guys would be living together. You'd have a podcast together. <laughs> I would say proximity matters in this whole game. For sure. The reason this woman, like to me, this woman should be proud of herself. She's, I was she sat that too. at a bar. Yeah. You talked to someone. You saw the ring. Fine. Conversation and then you went still had a dope conversation. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. I think this could have happened with a single guy. I think proximity is more important than would I talk to you? By the way, if I he, was right he, now, he's still kind of flirted by calling her attractive. So like you, you got a married guy to still like. 
You weren't. You, she wasn't a scumbag, but like that, she she did it. I think, I th- and I think she has to be less concerned with keeping the score. She's like, I'm always making the move. I'm always making the move. You know, I I I I, I get what she's saying, so, but I would plot myself right next to a dude at a bar and have a drink. I think her strategy is good. So, I don't think it's bad. I, I think it's proximity though that helps. I'll say something, and I hope this isn't controversial. It shouldn't be, but you know, I in this day and age. Um, I know you were talking about, you know, the man's supposed to make a first move. I, I'll make the first move initiating a conversation, mm-hmm. but I can't tell you the last time that I went in for the first kiss that I went in and I'll even, and I don't think this is a bad thing. I'm not just like, because of the me too movement, I can't no. hit on my waitress. But I also do think about like, if I have a waitress, that's really nice to me. That's her job. And so I don't want to, I think the only time, like I, you have the second guess of like, hold on, Jamie, that ego is telling you yeah, that they're being nice. I, they're at work. And, you know, there's a moment of girl that. probably gets fucking hit on all the time because she's doing this. So I, you know, I, I won't do that. I had a girl the day my ex texted me in Hawaii. There's a girl uh, working at the cafe I was at. And we just like hit it off right away and just kept talking and the conversation got more personal and we were like bantering and she like asked me behind the desk to like listen to a song. And I still didn't ask for a number because she works there, but she gave me hers. She, or no, mm. she goes, hey, let me take your number. Let's go on adventures. So my but ex fucking texted and I didn't do it. And sometimes you're just waiting for that little nudge of like, oh, okay, you're giving yeah. me buying signals. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I think a lot of guys, I've had women friends tell me that they wished guys would start making the first move again. I mm. think, uh, you know, rightfully, maybe I we're overcorrecting. You... I think a lot of guys are kind of like trigger shy right now. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think this has been a problem my whole life, yeah. you know, like of approaching women. The, you know, I, I don't think that I don't have that thought in my mind. I'm more like, you know, what don't am I even going to say? Right, right. And also... When you go up to a woman, you gotta have fucking energy. Yeah. You gotta be ready to like sing, dance, and dust. Yeah. You gotta have things to ask, things to yeah. say, funny, uh, you I, know, charming. I've been saying a great approach. What are you drinking? Yeah. What are you drinking? Because everyone orders their own special drink. Yeah. So if I'm this woman, I think there's a way to feel like I understand what she's saying. I, her problem is I want to be approached more. I don't know how to tell her how to do that. Right. I can say to her, you can get someone to. Let them know you're trying to talk to them. That's it. And and I think giving the signal of like, what are you drinking? And they go vodka soda and they turn back to their friends. All right, they're not going to approach you. Yeah. But if they go, well, vodka soda and I like a little bit of lime. What are you drinking? Right. Now that's their chance to approach you. Yeah. You can give them the in and they can still make the first move. So like what I do and my friend in Hawaii, actually a guy I was with pointed this out to me mm. where he's like, you're so sad about this breakup. He's like, every store we've gone into you are making the staff laugh. Like people Mm. are coming up to you. And so I forget where I heard this, but you almost like practice being flirty with everyone and not flirty, but just fucking cool and conversational. Yeah. Where like, whether it's like an old, I was talking to an old woman at the pizza place today Mm -hmm. and we were like bantering and going back and and now you guys live together and now we live together and she (laughs) hosts a podcast about the Celtics. Uh, We, but like, I'll do that with guys too. So that then when there is like the girl Reps. in Hawaii, yeah, like it's not, I am hitting on you now and I have made this interaction I weird. Know. It's, hey, I'm just talking about casual shit and then I still let them make the first like initiation, which I got to work Kelsey's on. Jamie Kelsey's advice is hit on everybody. That's hit <laughs> on everybody. Guys, until you are arrested. No, but I, 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 I do think like if you go into a place, like I'm open to having a conversation with anybody with the, yeah. and now you're doing the reps. I yeah. think it's, uh, and yeah. sometimes like I'll be at a bar and I'll start talking to dudes 
And then like I'll catch the girl laugh at something I said and then I can go, okay, like that's enough for mm-hmm. me. That was technically her making a first move and I can now talk to her or I can comment about the situation or totally. I can, yeah. JTrainPodcast.gmail.com. We got time for one more, Shelby? No, we're done. The Listen, sad head shake you just gave we'll do the next will one. haunt me. For... And then, to be continued, yeah. Jamie Kilstein, thank you for coming on. This is fantastic. Dude, thank you. I love you a lot in this Dude, podcast. It's a pleasure. At the Jamie Kilstein, a fuck up guide to the universe. That is the podcast. Get subscribed. Get yeah. involved with Jamie's doing I'm needier than ever, guys. There. I'll write you back because I'm trying not to text my ex. There we go. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. Keep sending them in. I have the itchy throat from allergy season. Do I don't know if you're on YouTube. You can see that I've been like itching my throat the whole time. Is that it's how you're promoting? your youtube well i'm like cbc see, see, throat like, youtube i'm like itching it with my tongue and oh, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. Weird. so i don't know well listen people youtube.com slash jared free to see me do a weird tongue thing <laughs> to fucking itch my throat um and we'll be back next week boom